Welcome to Insights, a production of J.P. Morgan Asset Management. Insights is an audio podcast that provides perspective on the opportunities and uncertainties facing investors today. Today's program, The Market Insights Notes on the Week Ahead. Hello, this is David Kelly. I'm Chief Strategist here at J.P. Morgan Funds. Today is December 31st, 2018. Every stock market correction is different, but the equity market soon of the fourth quarter of 2018 seems particularly unusual in the disconnect between the fundamental forces driving markets and the change in markets themselves. Between September 28th and Christmas Eve, the S&P 500 fell by 19.3%. Over the same period, the Fed raised interest rates for the fourth time this year. Trade tensions with China ebbed and flowed, US economic data were mixed and global data were soft. The Democrats took the House but not the Senate. The U.S. saw another partial government shutdown and the White House saw significant personnel turnover. But in truth, while there were plenty of events, these events were largely predictable and don't seem, even in retrospect, to be sufficient to explain the stock market slide that occurred. More likely, the size of the decline reflects the growth of momentum trading and the impact of thin liquidity around the holiday season. But if the fundamentals didn't move the market, did the movement in markets itself change the fundamental backdrop? In some important ways, I think it did. Some of these ways are negative. First, there is a wealth effect. With one day left in the trading year, the S&P 500 stands at 2,486. If it ends at this level, we estimate that household net worth will have fallen by $2.6 trillion, or 2.4% in the fourth quarter. However, it should be noted that this would still leave net worth up 3% for the year, due to gains in housing and other financial assets. Second, there is a confidence effect. The Conference Board's Index of Consumer Confidence fell from 137.9 in September to 128.1 in December, and will likely lurch down again in January, reflecting the stock market turmoil right at the end of the year. However, the impact of the market's wound on confidence may be a little suppressed by the time of the year. Over the holiday season, most Americans probably spent less time watching financial news channels, and many on-the-ground drivers of confidence, like mall traffic, low gasoline prices, and help-wanted signs, remain strong. We will obviously have a better sense of this within a few weeks. However, from the perspective of those considering new investments in U.S. stocks, some of the impacts of the market swoon are quite positive. First, oil prices have fallen further. While much of this probably reflects supply issues for oil itself, some is probably due to the general risk-off sentiment in markets. The price of West Texas Intermediate crude fell from over $75 a barrel at the start of October to under $43 by Christmas Eve and still hovers in the mid-40s today. Importantly, this has cut the average price of gasoline from almost $3 a gallon last summer to roughly $2.40 today, a price that should be sustained at least through the winter months. While hurting energy company profits, this should bolster consumer confidence and discretionary income and result in lower headline inflation. In fact, because of the oil price slump, year-over-year headline CPI inflation could fall below 2% in December, track down to 1.4% year-over-year by February, and not recover to 2% until December of 2019. Second, 2019 is likely to see a significantly more dovish Fed than seemed likely even three months ago. In September, the Fed was forecasting one more rate hike in 2018, three rate hikes in 2019, and a last rate hike in 2020, bringing the federal funds rate to a range of between 3.25% and 3.5%, somewhat above their 3% estimate for the long-term equilibrium rate. In December, while they raised rates by 25 basis points as expected, they cut this long-term equilibrium rate to 2.8% and removed one of their projected rate hikes for 2019. Moreover, they are now less likely to do even this for three reasons. 
First, they presumably had not anticipated the violent reaction of markets to the, to the December rate hike and will be nervous to upset markets again. Second, lower oil prices means inflation will now likely hover below the Fed's 2% year-over-year consumption deflator target for at least the next year. Third, if the principal argument in favour of high rates at this stage is preventing asset bubbles, the slide in stock prices seems to make that task less urgent. At the end of last quarter, we were penciling in two rate, Fed rate hikes for the first half of 2019 before a pause, boosting the federal funds rate to a range of 275 to 3%, with the 10-year Treasury yield topping out at 3.5%. Now it seems reasonable to expect one more rate hike at most, with 10-year Treasury yields only rising to 3.25%. Finally, there's the issue of stock prices and valuations. At the end of September, the S&P 500 was selling at 16.8 times forward operating earnings, about 4% above its 25-year average of 16.1 times. By this morning, the index is selling at 14.3 times, about 11% below its 25-year average. By simple math, if in five years' time the market is selling at 16.1 times forward earnings, investors putting money in stocks today could expect 3% per year greater returns than they could have three months ago. Of course, all of this assumes the market soon does not signal a significant deterioration in the U.S. economy. Data due out this week including PMI indices on Wednesday and Thursday, auto sales on Thursday, and particularly the employment report on Friday, should help confirm this and settle investor fears after a very rocky end to 2018. Well, that's it for this week. I'd like to wish you all and your families a happy, peaceful, and more prosperous 2019. Please tune in again next week, and if you have any questions in the meantime, please reach out to your J.P. Morgan representative. This content has been produced for information purposes only. And as such, the views contained herein are not to be taken as advice or recommendation to buy or sell any investment or interest thereto. Reliance upon information in this material is at the sole discretion of the recipient. The material was prepared without regard to specific objectives, financial situation, or needs of any particular receiver. Any research in this asset has been obtained and may have been acted upon by J.P. Morgan Asset Management for its own purpose. The results of such research are being made available as additional information and do not necessarily reflect the views of J.P. Morgan Asset Management. Any forecasts, figures, opinions, statements of financial market trends, or investment techniques and strategies expressed are those of J.P. Morgan Asset Management, unless otherwise stated, as of the date of production. They are considered to be reliable at that time, but no warranty as to the accuracy and reliability or completeness in respect of any error or omission is accepted. They may be subject to change without reference or notification to you. J.P. Morgan Asset Management is the brand for the asset management business of J.P. Morgan Chase & Company and its affiliates worldwide. J.P. Morgan Distribution Services Incorporated. Copyright 2018. J.P. Morgan Chase & Company.